Hello, and welcome to Unscripted with Nurse Charms. I am your host, Charmaine, but I also go by the name Nurse Charms, and this is my third show today, so I'm excited. For those of you who are just tuning in, I always go into a little brief uh, detail about myself. I have been a registered nurse for 15 years, y'all. Round of applause for that. <laughs> and I have a long background. I have worked in ICU. I've worked in women's health. I've taken care of the preemie babies in the NICU and the special care nursery. I also have some family practice experience because I was in school for nurse practitioners. So lots of experience I have. So well qualified to talk about the issues on this show. And Unscripted is a show about health related issues and um, the profession of medicine and also nursing, of course, with me being a nurse. So thank you for tuning in. I'm so excited about today's show. I have a wonderful guest that I'm going to be introducing in just a moment now, but um, I'll give you our topic today. So that may be kind of a hint at what type of guest I'm going to have. Uh, we're going to talk about plastic surgery. So plastic surgery is getting a lot of attention in mainstream um, so I just want to kind of give an overview of plastic surgery, this plastic surgery boom in America. So many people are going under the knife to create that perfect body. And also we want to address some misconceptions about plastic surgery as well. So with that said, let's go ahead and introduce my guest. Today, I have Dr. DeLorean Griffin. Thank you for coming to my show today. How are you? Hey, how you doing, Nurse Charms? Hey, hey. And let me just tell a brief story. Uh, Dr. DeLorean, uh, Dr. Griffin, <laughs> and myself, we actually came into our professions at the same time. He's a physician, of course, and I'm a registered nurse. But um, we worked together at the same hospital at that time. It was um, the Detroit Medical Center. So it's just kind of nice that I got him on my show today. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you always make mention of my extra medium <laughs> white coat that was sitting nicely above my waist Man, back then. Y'all had it's to see this. It's gotten a little longer <laughs> right? since then. Oh, yeah. He's got a long coat today. So he, he's good now. <laughs> So yeah, so just tell us about yourself. Tell us um, why you went into surgery. Tell us where you trained at. Tell us how long you've been doing it. You know, let, let people know you got the street cred to talk about what you're about to talk about. <laughs> street cred. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was a biology major in college. Went to the illustrious Florida A&M University, hey, Rattlers. Um, yeah, and I was, you know, interested. You know, I didn't have the influence of very many black doctors, but... Um, you know, I wanted to change that, I, which is why I wanted to come home to um, to Wayne State. So that's where I went to med school. Nice. Um, I I probably met more black doctors here than any you know any other po point in my life. But um, you know, from there, I you know I got interested in surgery. I was pretty good with my hands. Um, I liked the technical aspect of it. I liked the immediate gratification of you know being able to correct something disease process that adrenaline it, rush <laughs> well yes because well you do get that too yeah. in, the, in the trauma in the trauma realm yeah. but um but ultimately you know i went into um general surgery first i did a five-year um residency there and then specialized in plastic surgery did three additional years a total of eight years of residency long road for me um but you know, I, the reason why I kind of specialize in, kind of wanted to specialize into 
and uh, plastic surgery is because there's that artistic aspect of it, and you know, we we talked about it kind of on your uh, your post yesterday. Oh how, yeah. <laughs> how uh, you know I'm not really um, professional a professional artist per se. Uh, you know, I kind of taught myself how to draw and paint and everything else. Yeah, you use the tagline um, artistic surgeon. I, I I like that. I like that. Where'd you get that from? Is that just like a combination of you yeah. having natural talent for art and you kind of applying that, so to speak, to, you know, mm -hmm. when you're in the O-Art? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, plastic surgery is probably the perfect blend of art and science. Yeah. And, um, you know, you get to really uh, put those artistic skills to to the test in the operating room, even though you don't, you don't get to erase like you do in real life. You make that, you make that cut, right, right, and it, it's it's a wrap. But right. um, um, yeah. So there, um, after I completed my my fellowship, I, I got hired at Saint Saint Mary Mercy Hospital, Livonia, um, where I've been for two years. Um, I'm part of their comprehensive uh, bariatric program. I um, do a lot of their post bariatric body contouring, which Basically, what that means is people that I was have, gonna say you gotta break that down, now. <laughs> right? You know, people under they undergo weight loss surgery. You know, they start off in a in a morbidly obese uh, body habitus, and by the time they've lost all that weight, whether it be you know months or years down the line, they're left with a lot of um, hanging skin. So mm -hmm. I kind of like um, I'm like a glorified tailor in the sense that I, um, you know get rid of that skin and then make them you know have some sense of normalcy and you know i tell you there's there's a lot of um you know i would say it's not it's not just cosmetic when you talk about doing that type of stuff because those patients have a lot of rashes under their skin especially under the belly and um you know they want to get it corrected and uh, that's where i come in I got some hanging skin too now. Is there is there is there criteria? Can I get my hang, hanging skin? Of course, fixed? we can always take care of your hanging skin. You just got to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, I could uh, I could I could get with that. That's fine. No, yep. but um, but okay. So you told us about why you were interested in plastic surgery. Um, tell us about how your experience training at the DMC shaped your career. Well. Because you really, spent a lot of time there. I mean, I, I can I imagine. Spent, I spent, if, I, I don't know, I, one time I had calculated. Break I, it down. How long have you been in school to become a. a well, <laughs> I went to four. Was, school part was after college, four years of actual school. Well, the but residency, the re residency. Yeah. Um, so we spent a lot of time in the hospital. Um, like you lived there. Yeah, almost. we lived. We, <laughs> there are times when we lived there, we you ate there, you. They, some you know, some places didn't have a shower, so you went home. Uh, Shout pretty. out to all the uh, plastic surgeons out there, man. Well, <laughs> surgeons in general, because I started because well, the hours got better when you get into plastic surgery. Okay, you talk about okay. doing the trauma. You you basically on call every. We were on call every three nights, so you know you spend pretty much you're up all night responding to emergencies. Um, then you get. You go home, sleep with, sleep however much you can, and then you come back and maybe you have a half a day or, or so, <laughs> and then you go right back to it again. Sometimes we work 36, 30 hours straight. Wow, yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, so shout out to you. Wow. That's... Yeah, but it you know, breaks you down to build you up. And so... it's very... In, 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 in Detroit in particular. Right, in Detroit. Where you got a lot of, well, I hate to say it, you got a lot of violence, but you also have a lot of, people that don't take care of themselves so you get to see a lot of pathology that you wouldn't see 
elsewhere where mm-hmm. you know you know in the suburbs they may have not see as much this is why you know I, I was blessed to be able to, to come come to Detroit to um, to to learn my craft you know, I, I feel very confident in my skills and I feel like I can go anywhere in the world after training at the DMC for those of you who have um, maybe just tuned in you are listening to unscripted with nurse charms continue to listen we'll be back in a moment y'all This is Nurse Charms, and I want to introduce you to Gold Standard Massage Clinic, where we address your back pain and relieve your stress. For more information, call 248-567-2755 and follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Gold Standard Massage Clinic. back this is unscripted with nurse charms today i have my wonderful guest and colleague dr griffin he is a a plastic surgeon at saint mary's and he's been there for two years now Mm -hmm. and um just a pleasure to have him in here the studio today he's talking about plastic surgery so we're going to get right back into our discussion and he was just kind of telling us about um some of the common procedures that you were performing, talking about uh, uh, women come in. Well, do men come in also for the extra oh, yeah. skin? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Go back into yeah, that. Yeah, so I've, I've I've done quite not you know I, I think men probably make up maybe seven percent percent of yeah. my my practice, but they yeah I've done quite a few men um, who've had the, the skin hanging down, done tummy tucks. It's a little different in them. Okay. Got to make them look a little bit. More, you don't give a man an hourglass figure, right? Right. So right. So you got to make it look more masculine. But um, so tummy yeah. tucks. What else do you do? Um, secondarily, my 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 second procedure probably would be arms. 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 Yeah. Now, what do you do with the arms? Um. Well, you know, like I said, people that lose weight. And they, they just have the extra skin hanging down. No matter how many curls or, you know, whatever push-ups they do. Right. <laughs> it's not going to get rid of that skin. So you be, be tighten that up. Oh, And okay. uh, I don't know how that became my my signature procedure. But, uh, you know. What about the, the back? Because I hear people like the back, too much fat on the back or whatever. Or is that kind of no, so, so that's a different So that's a different type of tummy tuck. That's, that would be... Um, what is that called? I always wonder. What is that called? Like the, a back tuck? <laughs> no, no, no. So we usually com- combine it with the, the tummy tuck. And it's called a, either a circumferential abdominoplasty where you're going all the way around oh, okay. the back. Okay. Or it's called a belt lipectomy. Oh, um, okay. That's another name for it. Okay. So you're basically just doing a tummy tuck in the back, around to the front, and um, and those those can be challenging. You can, yeah, they can be challenging, but um, but it's a good result in the end. Okay, so oh, this is what I really want to talk about. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this on my show. Okay, so here, I want you to address butt injections. Oh my gosh, and this probably just gonna take us to the end of the show. <laughs> okay, because. What is up with people? I hear of people um, getting butt injections like in a hotel, like <laughs> fix a flat. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I've heard some crazy stuff like, okay, what's going on with these butt injections? What are people doing? I mean, I know you do it the professional way, but just kind of throw it out there. Well, what, what's all here, here's, what, here's what I'll say. It's, <laughs> it's never a good idea to have any foreign substance please thank you put injected the disclaimer into, out inject, there <laughs> injected into your body anywhere by a non-medical professional y'all hear that pay attention so <laughs> don't get creative <laughs> so this was this, i think it was a big big thing 
probably back in the early, you know, 2000s when women started going in these hotel rooms. Yeah, and I'm like, this is, <laughs> I haven't heard of anything like this. Yeah. So by untrained professionals, let's add that. Yeah. Well, not even professionals, untrained folks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, they have no medical background right. usually, and then you don't know what they're injecting. Even if it, it's silicone, people... Oh, yeah, they I heard silicone. Yeah, that's what they were putting right, in. Right, but the thing is... How are they even doing that in a syringe? That is weird. Well, preform <laughs> silicone is never safe. Silicone within a shell, you know, like an implant, is it's fine. Right. For breast implants, sometimes you can do butt implants. But um, freeform silicone is never a safe thing. It can get into your, it gets into your tissue. Your tissue will eventually reject it. Mm-hmm. It'll become hard. It'll become scar tissue. That's the, that's the least that's gonna happen. But this is the thing. How does it even work? Because okay, say you push silicone through somebody's, you know, butt tissue or whatever. Where is it going? It's just gonna absorb. So how is? It won't absorb. That's the thing. Oh. So you'll, you'll form scar tissue around those silicone beads. And, um, you know, so it just sits time, there, it just in sits your... there, and it'll be there. You know, it's a very difficult problem to treat if, if it becomes hard. What about the saline? If they put saline, that just absorbs them. Do people just put saline in there to get that, it? No, not, not for the they, there's some joke. That's what I'm saying. It's a lot of stuff out of her, so I'm just addressing it, <laughs> right? Not, not for not usually for the it's your, your body will absorb saline, so if you do that, then it's just going to be temporary. But the silicone right. is okay, is forever. that's the so, dangerous so, thing, right? So, okay. and it's silicone most dangerous is dangerous if, if it gets into your bloodstream, if it gets oh. into your, your venous system. Septic, right? Well, it, that will happen if it gets in, if it gets infected, but if it travels to your lung, it can kill you. That's how oh, it usually kills people. It right. gets into their lung, it goes into their bloodstream, travels to their lungs, uh, you know. Okay. Uh, and it kills Man, you. that's just scary. You get, a, get an embolism the same way you get a pulmonary embolism from a blood clot, so. So what is, okay, so we addressed all of the unsafe <laughs> butt injection procedures that you should not be doing. So let's talk about the safe procedures, you know, that, that you want to go to a trained professional, you know, certified board, certified trained. So let's talk about what you do in, in reference so, to the So, well, the, um, the safest way to do it, I, in my opinion, is, first of all, there's only two procedures, two approved procedures that you're only going to, you're going to do as far as you know, buttock augmentation, and that's either implants or fat transfer, and that's basically taking liposuction fat, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing regular liposuction around the abdomen, the back, wherever you can take it from. Okay. You're processing it, you're collecting it. Okay. You're going to process it in a way that's sterile. Okay. And then you're going to re-inject it, you know, in the places that you want to, you know, fill out some, some areas. Um, and you know my the way the way I explain it is, forty percent of that is actually reshaping with the liposuction, and then you add volume with the fat that you reinject, and you know the fat will, a lot of it will go away. Um, you know, I tell people anywhere from twenty to fifty percent of it may uh, reabsorb, and if you know, but whatever you're left with is yours. It'll gain uh-huh. weight with you. It'll lose weight with you. If you gain okay. weight, it'll grow. And, and so that's what you up. recommend. Yeah, if you're going right. to do it, yeah. The fat then transfer. I, fat transfer. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that has its risks in and of itself, but... Yeah, let's go over but, that. What are the risks? Um, well, if you put too much fat in one place, um, then what will happen is you outstrip the ability of the body to supply blood blood nutrients to it. So mm-hmm. that could result in a condition called fat necrosis. 
So you get hardening in certain areas. So the idea is that it's all in the technique. You just, you're going to put right. small amounts in, in the places where you want it in a very careful, concise manner. Right. And, and, you, and most of the time it works pretty, pretty well. Right. Okay, so let's talk about what they're doing over in the Dominican because I don't think I said this on the show today, but for those of you just tuning in, I'm also a licensed massage therapist. I'm the owner of Gold Standard Massage Clinic, which is located in Southfield, Michigan. I've been a licensed massage therapist for five years now. And um, I also work in the trenches as well. So I have my clients, but for the most part, I, you know, run and oversee things. So I have had some ladies come to me um, who have been to the Dominican and, you know, they went over there for whatever reasons. I guess it's cheaper over there to get. Um, but they're they're when they come to me, they're asking me to um, do what is, me and you discussed this before. I can't think right now. What is the where they drain, where they push out the blood? Like deep pressure massage or something like that. Yeah, like, and yeah. I, I'm not doing that because for one, I don't want to get anybody's bodily, ex, you know, um, mm-hmm. bodily fluids exposed to me. But what is just? Do you know a little bit about what are they well, doing over I, the I don't in know. Dominican? I, well, I'll tell you this: <laughs> it is cheaper than over here in the United States. You know, a lot of people they'll get these package deals where they'll stay on a resort and all of this, that, and the other. But um, I've seen more than my fair share of disasters come from DR. And I'm not saying there are no good doctors over there. Um, but but what I'm saying is they don't they probably don't have the same standards that we have here in the United States when it comes to safety and sterility right. And, right. and limits. In, in Michigan, you have a five liter limit to the amount of liposuction you can do. I don't know if they have those limits over there. Okay. Because um, I've seen some disasters that I've never seen here in the United States. Um, that you have to like approach. redo or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, some people who are very close to me actually um, have gone over there and had some, some complications. And then you come over here and it's really tough to deal with because now you got to have some other surgeon deal with it because right. either that or fly back to the Dominican Republic. Right. Um, where I don't know if they, you know, you know, you can get it fixed by them or right. It's, it's you know, I've, like I said, I, I've I've had people come to my office after they've been and and we've I've taken care of them. I like to take care of everybody, but you know, not everybody has that. So do you rec- do you recommend massage? Um, for what type of massage do you recommend for post? I mean, is that even the I, right treatment to do? Or honestly, I'll tell you, my, my patients. You know, uh, haven't needed massage. I mean, you can. I, I don't think it will hey, hurt don't anything. Put me out of business. No, 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 no. I don't think it'll hurt anything <laughs> if it makes you feel better. But I don't. You know, um, but I don't. Why, get, why I don't are they recommending pro- that in Dominican then? Because I think they're putting too much. I think they're doing too much at one time. Oh, the, above that five liter. Now that would make yeah. sense. That's why you're putting have too to... much fat in one place. Oh. You got to be careful with that because it can get dangerous as well. All right, that's good to know. So we are going to do this. We're going to take another break here. Um, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some misconceptions in cosmetic surgery. You're listen to, listening to Unscripted with Nurse Charms. We'll be right back. This is Nurse Charms, and I want to introduce you to Gold Standard Massage Clinic, where we address your back pain and relieve your stress. For more information, call 248 248- and follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Gold Standard Massage Clinic.
Welcome back. This is Nurse Charmaine, and you are listening to Unscripted with Nurse Charmaine. And we're going to get back into our topic of plastic surgery today. Again, we have Dr. Griffin. He's a plastic surgeon at St. Mary's Health System. Um, Honored to have him here today, taking time out of his schedule to come here on my show. So we're going to get back in, and we're going to now we're going to talk about um, some of the biggest misconceptions about cosmetic surgery. What is number one, two, three, three things? If you got more for um, me. <laughs> well, I think, okay. Well, I think the biggest misconception is that, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it's vain, that it's only for vain people. And that, you know. It really, is, though. Why do you want to make no, your body perfect? Well, it, <laughs> or health well, reasons. Well, well okay. here's, there is, there's, there's health reasons and there is, there are psychological benefits to it. Now, I think that a lot of people, another misconception is that these people that are getting plastic surgery, they're insecure, they have some body dysmorphia that, that Michael Jackson or some, somebody has. And I, I think don't that's, think that's the case. biggest thing. Everybody thinks people are insecure. Oh, they must be insecure. I think, well, they're... So, yeah, dress, they, go more into They're insecure about, about, that. about that specific correctable body part. I don't think they have a global insecurity. A lot of women come to see me, they're very confident with themselves. They uh-huh. just say, well, I just wanted, I always just wanted to change this one thing. Okay. You know, they're, they're still very confident in the boardrooms and these right. professional women right. that, you know... That, that have already accomplished a lot. So, so you can't knock nobody, you can't. basically. You, can't. you wanted to come see you are if you're a confident woman, you wanted yeah. to come see me for something that wouldn't make you less and, confident. There you All go. Right. So you know, there's that and um you know, and I think that oh I would say this that, you know, especially liposuction, that it replaces the gym. You know, no, no plastic surgery should re- replace the gym. Um that probably one of the biggest misconceptions that, you know, I hear a lot of patients say um, well, I really don't want to go to the gym, so I'll just get liposuction instead. And that's not what that's not what it's that's not what it's for. Um, it's for reshaping. like a quick fix. Right. There is no quick fix because unless you change your your diet, yeah, your um, you know, your lifestyle, right, and your your workout regimen, you're not gonna be even if I do plastic surgery, you're not gonna be happy with the results overall, right? Because you got the main number one. You have to maintain that afterwards, and, right. and two, you don't want to see me anyways until you try it at least to, you know, get to that right. point in the gym. So, so now that you're, let's have you go into this a little bit detail. Like when people come see you for a consult, what are some things that gets evaluated? Like what if you got somebody for uh, they had a hundred pounds and they talking about they want you know lipo whatever say they want breast augmentation well i can understand the breast augmentation but 100 pounds talking about lipo like how does that work do you turn down people or do you take mm-hmm. everybody who paying a check yeah. or what? How does that work? i think one of the benefits that that's overlooked in working for an organization is that you can comfortably turn people away without having the pressure of yeah. you know taking their money so you can run your office and that's not a knock on any private plastic surgery right, right. at all because there's some very good ones but right. but you know the, the, a lot of ethics comes in not everybody's a good candidate and that's right. how you know that's how Kanye West mom wound, wound up I know, dying because yeah. she um, you know she was turned down by two other plastic surgeons she had a heart condition that yeah. was that was diagnosed by a cardiologist yeah but you know you got you got somebody that says well you know she's a, she's a celebrity right. mom and they and, override the... and, and they they say well I got it you know there's a pressure to run a business yeah you know, plastic surgery practice is business mm-hmm. and you have to meet that overhead um, right. 
But um. So what are the some of the criteria you gotta check, check, check in order to even get on your table? <laughs> the big, I think the biggest thing, the biggest modifiable thing is smoking. Because I won't, I won't operate on the smoker. If they smoke, you you turn them I down. I definitely turn them away. Wow. Unless they unless they stop smoking for a three week period of time. What is why is the risk for smoking so great? Just for all those well, people. You know, smoking contains nicotine, as we all know. But what nicotine does to your blood vessels is, is it constricts them, which means that it clamps them down, so you don't right. get adequate blood flow to certain areas, especially the smaller vessels. Um, so, you know, you're talking about a healing process, right? You're putting your healing at risk because you can't deliver those, those nutrients. You can't even deliver oxygen the way your body's supposed to. What if they're all medical marijuana? Is that a contradiction? As well? uh, no, no, <laughs> because, well, as long as you're not using, I'm not going to, I'm not going to divulge my knowledge of, uh, of marijuana and, and on the air but um it, you know if, it, i think if you're if you're using papers which have some may yeah. have some tobacco in it yeah. it's more detrimental than if you were using a pipe or a bong or whatever these, <laughs> these kids are using nowadays right um, right so what's some other uh criteria you uh, smoke just smoking that's no it? no and just having your just being healthy enough you know you don't have to have perfect health to undergo plastic surgery um i've had I certainly had patients that have had some some medical conditions, some diabetes, some heart um, issues, but as long as they're under control, it's okay. Um, as long as their diabetes is, you know, their sugars are within the range uh-huh. that um, that's controlled with their medication. Usually, you know, it's an all right situation. What's it the, may have some delayed healing, but what's the timeline from? I want to get this procedure done to actually being able to get on your table. Is it just all do your scheduling or is it you got to do all these checks and balances, blood drawn, and is it you got to do stuff yeah. like that? What do you got to do? You know, most patients are, are pretty healthy, um, but we do send some patients through the, the medical workup, you okay. know, the pre-admission testing. Um, one, you know, they come see me. We get all their medical history. Okay. Um, most of the time I see them again just just to address any questions okay. that they may have because mm-hmm. the most important thing is setting realistic expectations when it comes to psychological outcomes because you know a lot of people will come in thinking that they're going to look a certain way or look right. like a certain celebrity and it's, right. it's just not gonna Can happen. Can you make me look like this? They come in with a picture of Beyonce or something and you like yeah. and they look in like we're not gonna say but <laughs> right right well you know <laughs> Yeah, they so it's not going to happen. So are you the miracle worker? Would you? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So I, I set realistic expectations. I tell them right. this is what you could look like, you know, based on your, you know, right. parameters. Or, right. You know, how your body habitus is. Right. Because, you know, there's a lot of things you can't change mm-hmm. on a person. Definitely can't change a bony structure. So. Right, right. So, um... Is plastic surgery about reconstruction too? Absolutely. That's they the same thing. No, no. Well, it's a part of plastic surgery. Um, it's a big part of plastic surgery. A lot of people think that you know they're the same thing. So, kind of define what's. Well, reconstruction is basically you're taking a defect. Right. You know, whether it be you know we fix bones, we fix soft tissue from car accidents, dog bites. Uh-huh. I do I do hand surgery as well. A lot of people people don't realize that. Plastic surgeons also do hand surgery. 
we do breast reconstruction, which is a different animal than doing cosmetic breast work. Right. So, you know, you're recreating a breast from basically nothing. You know, you got radiation involved, you got chemotherapy involved. Right. And you're basically giving these women that have unfortunately diagnosed with breast cancer right. a psychological benefit of having something that's, you know, it doesn't function, doesn't feel like a, a true breast, but, you know, right. it's, it, it has the appearance of, right. of a breast and you can do some really phenomenal things with right. the reconstructive process. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a big thing. Um, so I do facial fractures. Um, yeah, quite a bit of reconstruction. I do a lot of skin cancer, taking off some big skin cancers and had to reconstruction with flaps from you know, taking tissue from other parts of the body. Right. So um, if someone is interested in coming to you for any of these uh, procedures that you speak about, how can they get in contact with you? Well, um, like I said, I'm located at St. Mary Mercy Hospital in Livonia. We're at Suite 311. Um, our phone number is three, mm, sorry, 734-655-3000. So um, anybody wants to make a consultation, they can reach okay. me there. That's so awesome. Thank you so much for taking time to be in here. I really appreciate you. This is a robust discussion. Um, and I hope all our listeners can appreciate um, this interview with Dr. Griffin today. I would like for you to follow me. I have a Facebook page, Nurse Charms, and on there I'll be posting um, different articles and uh, just different information, you know, about the health and um, medical and nursing field. So you all can take a look at some of those. Um, also, I'd love to have your support. You follow my social media pages and also call us for business. I have Gold Standard Massage Clinic. We're located in Southfield, Michigan. That number is 248-567-2755. A full service massage spa for men and women. Thanks again. You guys are so wonderful. I love my listening audience out there. And until next time, God bless you.